0: welcome back to the like a bigfoot podcast i'm your host chris ward this is episode number 218 and it is the final chapter in our boonville backroads ultra journey which i feel like started so 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 long ago um way back last november uh when i got my buddies to sign up for the race and obviously it was a wild ride um crazy road bumpy road along the way uh but today we're gonna sit down and kind of do our race report i'm super excited for that it actually makes me think um i saw this graph actually i heard this really good ted talk today it was called the super mario effect um so look up like ted talk super mario effect and it's all about just the idea of if you're facing a major challenge or You're out trying to accomplish a major goal. If it feels like work. Then it's going to be much, much, much harder to accomplish. But if it feels like fun, if it feels like a game, if it feels like you're excited to learn along the way. And basically the idea is if you're just super excited to save the princess, um, then all the pits and all the turtle shells and all that can't derail you. It's not going to cause you to quit because you're just really really excited to to uh to reach your end goal and that's how i'm feeling right now i'm very excited finishing the race was not easy (laughs) as you guys are about to hear on the show um but now that i'm like a week and a half out a week and a half removed from the heat and the exhaustion and the like I mean I guess you just have to experience it but when you get so over overheated your brain functioning just decreases so much so now I'm like a week and a half out from uh, just the haziness um, I gotta say I'm very very happy and proud that I was able to push through and I learned a lot about myself um, and about my ability to dig deep and really overcome adversity because i in any ultra that i've done leading up to this and i've been doing this these events since 2013 nothing as long as boomville um but in all of the events leading up i hadn't felt this type of adversity and i did feel that need to I had the discussions with myself as a super honest discussions of maybe you should just quit maybe today's not your day um, but having the experience of being able to like sit at an aid station cool my body off and start to feel a little bit better and that's actually something I learned that's a huge lesson um, pain and exhaustion do not last forever uh, the obstacles in your life they won't last forever So while you're facing them, you might as well start internalizing the lessons that you're learning along the way. Um, And I just I love endurance sports so much because it gives us this opportunity to struggle. And you know that going in where you're like, I'm going to struggle. I don't know how much, but I know I'm going to struggle. And it allows us to to face that and really, you know, come to. The realization that struggle's not a bad thing struggles a part of everyday life and how you show up to those struggles and how you don't run away from them how you face them uh, really says a lot about you and a lot about your character um so all that leading into i want to thank brad danes for putting on the boonville backroads ultra in boonville iowa because it was just such a wonderful event. It was awesome. The course is beautiful. If you ever wonder what Iowa looks like off of, you know, Interstate 80 or I-35, I- you just got to get off the the interstate, man. You got a beautiful state there. Uh, There's beautiful farmland. There were wildlife refuge areas. Uh, it was just absolutely gorgeous until the heat hit and then for me anyways (laughs) don't speak for anybody but for me all the appreciation of the beauty just flew right out the window after that Um, another person I want to kind of thank for helping me along the way uh, is Jen Tischler and I hope I'm saying your last name right Jen you absolutely crushed that whole event and I've never seen somebody stay so absolutely positive and happy and energetic in the face of the heat that we witnessed so massive props to you she ended up winning the women's 100k and she's an absolute beast of an ultra runner and i'm very excited to kind of see what else you're able to do in the sport because you absolutely crushed it and it was incredible to witness and i'm very honored to be able to share some miles with you out on the trail that was awesome so i'm trying to think the best way to kind of like summarize this whole thing um and just in case you guys didn't know we have a couple episodes leading up to this uh about boonville with a group of guys that i originally signed up for a bunch of my friends from high school we're all from iowa um when Boonville was originally scheduled in May, we were all going to go out, we were all going <laughs> to compete against each other, it was going to be awesome. Um and then unfortunately, you know, the race had to be rescheduled. So, we all decided to honor the original start date by doing something hard. Uh I ran a 50k from my house. Um our friend Brady who is going to interview us on this show, uh he actually was the only one who got the 50k Done that he originally signed up for so he finished his very first 50k on the back roads of muscatine iowa so we could have called it muscatine backroads ultra for brady um uh sean furlong and travis Steffen rode 100 miles on the peloton that sounded rough and my cousin matt uh did a long ruck through the woods of missouri so that's where we left off um and then our buddy thad Thad, right before the original start date, fell out of a tree. Well, fell off a rope that was hanging on a tree, and he dislocated his elbow and wasn't able to get any miles in during that uh, original time. He actually came the next week, I think, and ran uh, a half marathon with his arm in like a big brace, which is nuts. Um, So Thad kind of had a chip on his shoulder. He's like, dude, everyone else did something hard. I need to actually get this thing done. I need to go out to Boonville and actually race the thing. Uh, So in this episode that you're about to listen to, um, Thad's going to come on. He's going to share his experience stepping up to the 50K. And then he's also going to share everything that went wrong after he stepped up to the 50K. It's great. (laughs) I promise you'll be entertained through Thad's misery. Um, And then... I'm also going to share the story of uh, the 100K at Boonville and it was my first 100K and I learned a lot about myself and I'm very excited to share that. Uh, And to help kind of keep the story on track, we're going to bring Brady Manriquez uh, back on the podcast. He's going to kind of sit down. He's going to interview Thad and I. Um, the episode's awesome. I hope you guys enjoy. Once again, huge thanks to Brad Danes and everybody who helped out and volunteered at the Boonville Backroads Ultra. Um, I really, really appreciated it. Also, quick side note we did quite a bit of trash talking about Travis Steffen, our buddy who signed up, because he signed up for the 100K with me and um, unfortunately wasn't able to come out and compete. So I wanted him to kind of hear some of our trash talk. So I called him up a day after recording this podcast and I said, Hey man, I want to get your reaction. So let's start there. Let's start with Travis Steffen hearing us trash talking. This was our text exchange. I was like, Hey man, can you jump on for like five minutes for the podcast? Uh, I want to ask you something. And, I was like, but I know the NFL season is starting today. So let's do it really quick right now. And he goes, you know, the NFL, like, you know, NFL literally just started. I texted you at 10 a.m. your time, like right on the dot as it was about ready to kick off. (laughs) And I was like,
1: at kickoff. (laughs) So right
0: now I've interrupted the very first NFL weekend within the first 20 minutes. true. To talk this to is you. true. And you
1: know, my routine is, is Peloton and red zone. Yeah. So I've got Peloton. I'm on the Peloton now. I've got red zone, but I'm talking to you. So,
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. This is what I want to show you. We recorded the Boonville Backroads Ultra race report. Okay. The race you were signed up for, the 100K yeah. with me. Uh, and there was some crap talked, man. And I felt bad yeah. after I said it. So I was like, I have to present this to Travis to get his reaction. Okay, are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Okay.
0: This is as technologically advanced as we're gonna get. I have it on another computer and I'm gonna hold it up to the mic. Ready?
1: Okay, ready, Signed up for this now. We're all in
2: the same little little, little group
0: text. Travis would have died. um... Travis would have died. I hope he listens. He told me that. He's like, dude, if you were that close to quitting, I would have for sure quit. I'm like, yeah, you would have. We would be, right now, we would all be dressed in black at Travis's funeral
1: right now. Mm -hmm. Reactions. I think you're you're telling the truth. (laughs) I think you're right on the money.
0: I didn't say you would have quit, I, I said you would have straight up
1: died. You thought I would have died. Uh, I will say this, I probably would have at the very least not made the cutoff. <laughs> That's cause like, I would have just probably just walked it out like crazy halfway through or something like that. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, uh, I sweat like crazy. So I probably would have been super dehydrated and not feeling the greatest. So yeah, <laughs> I think, I think you're telling the truth. <laughs>
0: i also wanted to just very
1: glad that i did not participate
0: i wanted to clarify because a couple episodes ago i interviewed travis macy who's like an like professional endurance athlete so i just wanted to clarify which travis we were talking about he would have crushed it
1: that's not not me (laughs) that's not me at all
0: (laughs) well man i missed you out there i'm gonna be honest
1: well i appreciate that i uh I think my my uh my days of super hot ultras have like the ones that haven't even begun are the over. days
0: the days that <laughs> never existed.
1: Yep, they're they're they're, they're now behind me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I love you, yeah. buddy. I'm glad that love you survived. I'm glad you survived. Me too.
1: I survived <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just had to get Travis's response in there. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. (laughs) Um, Let's get started on the basically the race report from Boonville Backroads Ultra. The race which will prove that Iowa will destroy you. It will destroy your soul while also at the same time making your soul more beautiful. So let's get into it. Uh, This is like a Bigfoot podcast number 218 with Thad Burkhamper and Brady Manriquez. All right, here we go. Everyone say, Let's do it in a different accent. Let's do it. Oh, that was good.
2: Let's do it, man.
0: <laughs> what was that? <laughs>
2: One of those classic icons that we all recognize.
0: <laughs> what was it supposed to be?
2: I don't remember his name. It's a guy from uh, SNL. Uh, from Portlandia.
0: Uh, oh.
2: Californians.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, that was
2: supposed so to be Californian? <laughs> Have you seen the sketch with Bill Hader? Yeah. And the guy from Portlandia.
0: Uh, Fred Armiston. Thank you. Yes. Uh, that sounded nothing like it, I have to say.
2: Well, you go ahead. What'd what you get?
0: I was going to be like, let's do it, man. No, I don't know. I don't know what that was.
2: <laughs> yeah, that That one's good. That one's
0: good. <laughs> I was going to be like, hey there, let's do it. Let's go. What about that? That was good. All right, that was good. That was good. That was good.
2: All right. Uh, you guys want to talk about something else?
0: <laughs> All right. Let's jump in. Um... Ladies and gentlemen, I'm super excited. I'm joined today with uh, fellow Boonville Backroads racer, Thad Burkhamper, and we are going to be interviewed by, I almost said the late great, but really just the great Brady Manriquez. (laughs) Hey guys, I'm back.
2: It's your favorite uh, people. We're back on again.
0: (laughs) you're my favorite people so i don't know that's all that really counts or really matters right um yeah so i thought we would kind of do like a a race review a race report of the boonville backroads ultra that we just completed last weekend um you know it's just it's something we've been training for we signed up last the day after thanksgiving last year so i was like man we've been kind of training for this for nine months, like a baby could have developed in the womb in the time we trained for this race, which is insanity.
2: Uh, well, I don't think that statement is true. No, nope. I think you did that. <laughs> yeah, <perfect>. So <laughs> The full nine months. I mean, we trained for a date in May and I did my thing in May cause that's, that's what I was working towards. Uh, and then you guys just kept going. You well, Chris, you kept going. that intermittent, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I don't know. You did like that. <laughs> what did you do well, in preparation
3: do? for this? Mm-hmm. Oh, I um wrote down the date and I made sure the Jeep <laughs> had gas in it, and that's it. That's good, okay. So <laughs> the fact that you guys did
2: go out and actually attend the event is crazy to me. <laughs> it is, it looks like a ball buster of a race. I was super nervous about it for the May date. Uh, the Hills I was so concerned with the Hills. Um, like <laughs> I want to hear the story about you guys getting there. Cause that's kind of an adventure. I want to hear about the day of, um, and then just like, I don't know, any observations you want to share from it. Uh, don't want to spoil the, the ending at all. So I don't know, Thad, do you want to go through your day? I heard you guys want to both talk about, you guys had to like, you know, drive together in a Jurassic Park Jeep. So how uh, was that adventure? Yeah, so <laughs> let me
0: say, I, I flew into Des Moines and I got there and Thad was waiting for me to pick me up from the airport and he was waiting for me in his Jurassic Park Jeep. And as soon as he opened the door, he was like, okay, we need to do three things. And he goes, and number one is, we need to get a quart of oil or this thing is not going to make it to the campsite.
1: And I was like, okay,
0: what, what does that mean?
3: So I, uh, my Jeep is a 94 Jeep Wrangler, little four banger. It's not strong, but it'll run forever and um on the way to pick you up which is normally from from me to des moines is two and a half hours if you're if you're moderately careful and whatever for me it was three and a half hours because my jeep like i said is not strong so going up hills is going 45 miles an hour put to the floor and going down hills depending on the wind (laughs) got up to 70 miles an hour so Um, And then I realized about a third of the way there that my oil, (laughs) I could watch my oil gauge drop. And so I started to have to put oil in it about a quart at a time, about every 75 miles or so. So by the time I got to you, I think it had a a quart already and I knew it needed another one. And by the time I got (laughs) home, I had put seven quarts of oil in my Jeep over 580 miles which is a lot, but it does have a little change now, which is great.
0: I mean, I always think like the, the day and night before an ultra should be, should just include at some point, like just a complete panic uh, as to whether or not you're actually going to make it to the start line. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, that so
1: that
3: you picked my mind. I knew that you would make it. Um, I can appreciate why that might've entered your mind though.
0: Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh man, is this car like going to make it? And then you also mentioned this to me and I was like, Oh, it's so true. You'll be driving down the highway. People will drive by fast. Cause you're, you know, like you said, you can't get it to, you barely can get it to 70 people will zoom by and they'll do like a double take. And then they'll like slam on their brakes coming back and then they'll like look over and they'll like start pointing and like trying to take a picture of your car it's pretty wild it?
3: yeah. yeah i think honestly conservative guess that i got probably 200 people taking pictures of the jeep over the course of the weekend that's
2: so fun <laughs> like, look, that's straight crazy stressful but that's so fun well, well i also I
3: yeah. I mentioned the Chris on the way. I was like, Brady would not have handled this well.
2: <laughs> There's so much. I know a little bit about, like, the lead-up to this. Guys, um, unless you peek behind the curtain, I know a little bit about the lead-up to this. And all, all the little planning stuff that doesn't go right just to get to the start line on time stressed me out so bad. <laughs> just to listen to. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're right. To line up for this race, too, which uh, – how, how nervous day of because you guys both get there you camp um which i know is part of the adventure too is finding a place to camp because like, someone's yard or church lot or something
0: yeah um, dad why don't you explain that part because i this is funny like i i'm sure people are tuning into this podcast and like dude we heard about them like putting oil in a jeep and talking about camping in a yard like what when do they actually talk about running this is insane but to you people, I would have to say, hey, man, it's part of the adventure, you know?
3: Yeah. I mean, it was so a big exactly, day. Big memorable fun, crazy day. Those words exactly came through my mind when, one, I, I said to myself, Brady would not handle this well with all the quart of oil stops and all the bullshit. But I also thought it's, it's good that it's Chris because he would be down for the adventure. He would literally say it's part of the adventure. And Chris always has some ridiculous um, goings on around seems like most of his events, like some shit goes down, then a really good story comes out of it. So I was glad to to, uh, keep that tradition going for him. But what we did for camping was the plan was just to get a campsite like normal humans. And then it was the week of Labor Day and we didn't, plan that, so I was checking for campsites on like Wednesday and nothing was available. And so I looked up Boonville and on the map and saw that there was a Methodist church there, so I looked up the Methodist Church's Facebook page and messaged them and said, hey, uh, any chance any of your uh, congregation has a yard that we could camp in? By the way, my grandfather was a Presbyterian minister, so you kind of have to take care of me or you're going to hell. And then, <laughs> then I sent a picture of the Jeep and I said, <laughs> <I'm>, uh,
0: <laughs> I also have a Jurassic park Jeep.
3: Yeah. Added bonus, this Jeep is what we're showing up in. So anybody that wants pictures, feel free to take them. And the lady that responded was awesome. And she's like, yeah, you can have our, our yard, blah, blah, blah. And oh, that was fun. from there, I mean, it was, it was easy at that point. Cause I had an easy answer on like Thursday or something. So we at least knew where we were going.
0: Yeah, I
3: was like twenty minutes away from the start line, I think, which was great. It was like right there.
0: Yeah, well, and so, yeah, so it was like twenty minutes away. It was in Winterset, Iowa, home of John Wayne, not Gacy, but like the cowboy one, you know, oh, not the serial killer, <laughs> cowboy, not serial killer, um, uh-huh. and and she sent thad this other this is an important detail she was like (laughs) she texted him like a day later so they confirmed like yeah we'll stay we'll stay in your yard and she goes cool my yard is kind of on a busy throughway, like a busy street so i totally understand if you would rather find a different house because it might you know keep you awake or whatever and i was Mm -hmm. just like thad texted me that and i'm like how busy can a street in winterset iowa be you know
3: (laughs) Yeah. I think the population is 7,000 or something. I mean it's not it's not it's big. Not, it has a fees. it has a like an auto parts store, or whatever, but it's not huge by any means.
0: Yeah. And spoiler alert, it was the busiest street probably in the whole entire state. It was insane, dude. <laughs> People were driving by until like two thirty in the morning. We were just in her front yard too. So I'm sure cars driving by are like, why is there a tent? And a guy sleeping outside of a tent, you know? And, and they just didn't stop. And then at four in the morning, when we got up. There were still cars driving by. I'm like, where are all these human <laughs> beings going? Like, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, what are their stories? You know, like, what's, what's the story of like, hey, I have to drive somewhere at two in the morning right now.
2: You guys brought tenting back. I love this.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh,
3: I set up the tent and Chris is like, we're at the campground after i picked him up or whatever and he goes so do you mind if i sleep outside of the tent just like for us to be cautious because i'm around a bunch of kids and blah 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 blah." i was like dude we just we just spent the last 45 minutes in a jeep one and a half feet away from each other
0: open air jeep yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's true
3: but and then he's outside the tent on a very very thin blow up mattressy pad thing it was interesting.
0: Next to dog poop, like right next to dog poop the whole night. There was dog, I was just like, I'm sleeping next. I'm like cuddle buddies with dog poop right now. <laughs> so anyways, that was the whole lead up to the, to the race. Like that's how we uh, showed up. Like, so you know, I mean, you don't it's... get great sleep that, doing that, but I feel like most uh, of the ultras I've ran, like I haven't had great sleep the night before.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't did, expecting, regardless of the of the accommodations. You know what I mean? Like I was expecting to just kind of be running it in my brain. So, mm-hmm. whatever. uh
2: was did you did, Like, did you guys visualize at all what you were gonna do the next day? And then, was the morning of anything like what you visualized that it was gonna be?
0: I kind of had a game plan where I'm like, okay, I gotta pack this. I gotta pack this. I gotta eat some cereal super quick and all this stuff. And Thad was just sitting there looking at me and he goes, Oh, I probably should have had a game plan. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's helpful.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what was your morning of a first lining up for your first ultra ever.
3: Um, it's important to say that my lack of game plan made me drop Chris off at the race line and then have to go back to camp to get my, dressed <laughs> 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 so oh. and then went to the starting line and the, well and the parking for the for the race was like i don't know maybe like a quarter mile down the line down the road in kind of this courtyard sort of thing for this very 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 small town of maybe 600 people and um i pulled up in the Jurassic Park Jeep, and like everybody was getting their shit out of their trunks and stuff, and took a hot minute to be like, What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not yeah. inconspicuous. No, I'm <laughs> and, not. And, you're well uh, watched. And by the time I got back, <laughs> don't commit any crimes in a Jurassic Park Jeep, don't oh, remember right. the vehicle. Yeah. By the time I got back um, to the race line, I, I walked from there to the race line. There was four minutes between getting there <laughs> and time to go. Yeah. And so i was like, um, I need to pick up my packet. <laughs> and then they did that. And there was like one minute left to go. And I was like, okay, guess we're going. And then we went.
0: Dude, Thad, <laughs> I want to hear about your race, man. Like I we talked afterwards, obviously, but we were like in a haze, you know, kind of exhausted. Um, so I know a little bit about it, but you know, I, I honestly don't really know what you went through out on the course. Um, before, but before that, I, I want to say the, it, the race was so like, it was amazing, man. Like Brad, the race director, I'm so glad he put it on, but I mean, he had to have gone through, just an insane amount of obstacles just to get the race started. Like, especially yeah. with the year that everybody's having. Um, so I'm, he could have just canceled it. Like in May or March when COVID hit, like the easy choice probably would have been just to be like, all right, we're not doing it this year. Um, but I'm and so
3: everybody glad. would have And been like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Nobody like, would have been upset about it.
0: No, but not at, at all.
3: I have to miss it, whatever. But nobody would like mad about it.
0: Yeah. And so I'm just so thankful that he just kept at it and, and put it on. And I just, I thought he did a wonderful job. So I just thought I'd say that before we really like dive into it. And yeah. then before yeah. I say how miserable I was. <laughs> right Now, before
2: you complain about his race for the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: it was nothing to do with his race.
2: You know? No, 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 no. I mean, it sounds like, okay. I mean, for those would you say it was a, a tough year in terms of conditions? I mean, had, yeah. What did you get? A, yeah, you got a sense that this was like a, a little bit of a harder year than normal.
0: It's he said or, it was the know. he said it was the second hottest year uh, for the event. There was apparently one year that was hotter, which I can't even imagine. But no.
2: yeah, that was a game changer on the day. Right?
0: It yep. was the game changer. Like I think I yeah. would have actually felt pretty good. Uh, i mean you know i still would have felt sore and stuff but dude it was the game changer so that's all i'm gonna say right now (laughs) oh man well uh
3: how did the i don't know the first two hours feel my first two hours were exactly what i wanted them to be on you know on uh a minute between getting your ankle bracelet thing put on and starting, you can kind of develop a game plan. I don't think there's a lot of training that needs to go into these things. You can do it in a minute. And, um, and my, my thought legitimately my thought very, very previous to making it to the start of the race was if I can get my first 10 miles out in two hours, I've got a good pace and I'm solid on a good pace because it's not, I'm not running, but I'm not slow enough that I've got to really watch the end of my race. You know what I mean? And I was literally pulling up to the first. And 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 it was like 75 degrees or something. Like, it was gorgeous. And there were trees on the first part of the race. So, there was, like, shade. And um, at one point, I had accidentally heard Chris say, walk the uphills and run everything else. So, I did that. And everything was great. And literally, to the minute, I started at 7.05. At 9.05, I was pulling up to the first aid station, and I said to the guy behind the table, I said, how far is you? And he said, we are exactly 10 miles out. And I said, oh, this is amazing. Like, like I was so stoked. And I, all we had for breakfast that morning was coffee. And I've never run this far before. I've never planned nutrition or anything like that. So I was like, oh, I'm hungry, so I might as well eat. And I ate what I probably would have eaten for any normal breakfast, which was a little bit of all of this stuff. And, and that, that was mistake number one, was eating a little bit of all the stuff. And mistake number eat? two, I what ate eat? a peanut butter jelly roll-up, which was fantastic. I ate most of a... Um, I ate most of a... A uh oh for frick's sake. Oh, most of a banana. I put two things of gummies in my pocket, ate one in the moment, refilled my camel back, and then put something else in my pocket, a rice crispy treat. <laughs> 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 but I just ate on the way out.
0: <laughs> Wait, why and... was that why was that a mistake? This sounds this all checks out.
3: No, 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 no. Because, um, I, any other run that I've done, I haven't, and I, I, the longest run I've done was, was without stopping was 23 miles. And, um, I didn't eat at all. Like I had some gummies in my, I had one little pack of gummies in the back thing. And other than that, I just kept going and I was fine. And so I, I got bogged down, like for the next hour, my stomach was mad at me for throwing this peanut butter jelly roll down my gullet and all of this non biodegradable shit.
2: <laughs> <You know? laughs> and,
3: and so my stomach was mad at me for the next hour. And for the next hour, I was doing more walking than I was running, which was real bad. So the next hour, the next two hours only got me seven miles further, which is still not horrible. And then like the next, like it, it, it just was a, was a slow decline into getting comfortable walking and then trying to run. And now the, after that first aid station, the heat kicked on. Like it went from 75 to 95 in like half an like, hour what, or something. What time of day? Like what time of day? Uh, it was between nine and 10.
0: Um, well, I'm and, just curious. i like, what, what was going through your head? in that first part are you just like hey i got this you know because you had like eight hours or something or eight and a half or something for the cut that's the thing
2: what one of the cutoff times for a 50k and 100k and like what's that minimum required pace at, like say so you didn't stop like what is you guys know that math at all didn't so, we work it out way?
0: where it was like if you did 15 miles an hour you're good or something or not 15 miles an hour (laughs) 15 minute miles yeah dude if you just like were like a jet airplane would you be fine you finish in like (laughs) two minutes dude (laughs) Um, the the
3: pace for 50k because you and i did the math the night before when we were going through that park and it was like 3.4 3.6 that's right
0: that's right okay an hour which is
3: a lazy out lazy mile like it i mean it's a good walk. It's a, it's like a uncomfortable walk where you might as well just be jogging. But if you're doing a decent amount of jogging, like at a good pace, then you've got those uphill walks that don't kill your time. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So what was going through your head? Are you like, I got this or once, once things started going south, were you like, uh Oh, this is bad news bears.
3: Well, I didn't even realize how much walking I'd been doing on the third hour until I like looked around me because I had always had people making turns before I was and I could see their bodies because I didn't know what the race course was. And I didn't know that it wasn't like a map like I had a map in my phone, but I didn't know that it wasn't marked or anything. And I didn't even know that there might be pink flags on parts of it until three quarters of the way. Through the thing, so I was just following the bodies in front of me, which is great because I was around bodies in front of me. There were people starting, (laughs) there were people that had started the the um, later times of the hundred K that you know they were doing walking and trying to pace themselves and whatever. So I was around those people, and I wasn't really thinking about much. I was I was enjoying the view, I was enjoying the weather, and I was just kind of taking it as it came, which is you know generally how I do most things. And it wasn't until the very late part of the third hour where I had done a lot of walking and my stomach was hurting me that I was like, oh, you're going a lot slower than you were the first the first two hours. And oh, your stomach hurts. Like that's what's going on. I was like, oh yeah. But now I'm aware of it. And now I can become a whiny bitch about it. You know what I mean? So it it I I don't know. It was it was probably the 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 third hour that slowed me down the fourth hour that that I I kind of kicked it up a little bit again and I did a lot more jogging and I tried to there was one guy that passed me and I just tried not to lose ground on him was was my idea and he looked like a guy that knew what he was doing so if he was running I was running if he was walking I was walking and I my only goal was not to lose ground which was a lot of work like that was he had a rabbit. that was <laughs> difficult yeah, yeah yeah exactly and
2: was that helpful <laughs> like did you so, like did that like take the the mind out of it for a while just like
3: just follow that yeah it did, a l- it did a little bit until uh <laughs> there was a very short stretch where you're on like two lane highway like actual two lane highway took a right hand turn you're on two lane highway and um that guy was in front of me that whole time and then he took there's just this little little bump of a left-hand turn which really ultimately keeps you going straight the way that highway was going and i ran up to him just have someone to talk to for a minute and we kind of bullshit and whatever and i was like okay this is my chance to lose him like this is my chance to put distance between him and me and i can get going and so i did that and 20 minutes later there's a guy wandering around in front of me and he's like do you know where 140th is and at that point i knew there was a map in my pocket on my phone and I was like yeah it should be like a left hand turn right over this corner because nothing's marked blah 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 this car comes over he asked the car where 140th is and she's like yeah it's right up here um the the uh left hand turn blah 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 and and I was got I got turned around to talk to the guy that was that I had been losing uh losing behind me and he was gone. I was like, "Oh shit!" And the and the heat was bad at that point. He had he had doubled over a couple times, just put his hands on his knees and wait. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Also, and the and the car that stopped was one of the rabbits. It was one of the people driving around making sure everybody was good. I said,
0: "You might want to go that way <laughs> and make. Sure oh, dude, thing. no way. We've I saw a couple of people like that too when it got super hot. I'm just like, you guys need to go check on this guy super quick.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, and so I did that. Yeah, and I, all right. Never saw him again, nor did his family. And um, hopefully, that they not <laughs> that's not true. That's not true.
2: We correct. We fact, instant fact check that one. We'll call that one fake news. But
3: <laughs> but so anyway, so I gained, I gained a new person um, to track with. Can All I ask you? That them? Can you? Yeah. So
2: you, you you pushed a pace to try to like create distance and like move ahead of somebody, and then. also now you're kinda like the heat kicking in, you're seeing someone might have gotten lost, you had like point like a different direction. Hey, go help these other this other person. At this point you're going like, ooh, this is like
3: serious. (laughs) People are dropping. I'm not feeling great. Like does that mess with you at all? Yes. Yeah, that's that's playing. And like there there's a I mean at this point there's probably three or four times where I stop just to put my hands on my knees and take a breath. Like hopefully let my heart Rev down a minute so that I can keep moving and anytime that I'm walking I'm I'm using my my Stride, which is decent To get as much space as I can, you know, I'm, I'm trying to walk at a good clip I'm trying to walk at a good distance for th- with every step and at, at some point after that guy Disappeared. Oh, I did hear where that guy went um later at the next aid station. I did and Anyway, that guy disappeared. This new guy showed up that couldn't find one in the 40th. And he and I kind of paced with for a little bit. And then mentally it's like, okay, I've got another person to lose. So I just started putting distance between him and me, just trying to get my, my pace up again. And mm-hmm. I got to the next aid station and she said, there's a bunch of people on the highway. So this guy had gone up this little road and then went back to the highway and took that big right-hand corner. The only reason I say that is because maybe Chris knows which one I'm talking oh, about. Oh,
0: dude! But yeah, yeah. There I know. was a so. lot
3: of people running on the highway.
0: And that highway goes up a big hill, so you have to go up this giant hill and then realize yeah. you're lost.
3: <laughs> yeah, wow. and then you go down a hill to get back on the track, and then go up the hill that the real track.
1: You know, it was just
3: <laughs> just a huge cluster and so at this point i'm at the second aid station i asked where i was and she said you're at 19 miles and i was five hours in and i was like oh no like i like i've lost so much of my momentum and um and she said you're gonna have to if you're walking you need to walk at a really good clip to finish this up the way it needs to be finished up or you need to start running again and so i took off from there and i said run as far as you can before you have to walk again it doesn't matter if there's a hill it doesn't matter if anything and and ultimately i could see where i was going and there weren't any hills so i was like okay and there's actually almost a slight slight decline not not actually a hill going downhill but just a slight decline so I'm, i'm running with gravity and I ran as far as I could thought I put so what in. What mileage real, are we talking about right now? Like What um, mileage are you talking about right now? Yeah, from 19 miles was the aid station. I ran as far as I could and looked behind me and, I, and honestly pushed myself like I had wanted to stop a couple times in that run and be like, okay, we walk in. No, 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 keep going, keep going. And I did that and I looked behind me and I maybe, maybe put three quarters of a mile on the road. And I was pushing yeah. with everything that I had, and it was like, oh shit, like this is, this is gonna be bonkers. And so, like from there, you're out, hitting the a gut it's... check moment at 19. You're going, whoo, this yeah. is gonna get really tough. Yeah. yes because wow. it's not, it's not 30 miles, it's 31 six or whatever. So at 19, I've got. 12.6 miles to go in three and a half hours. And that was not awesome. And I I then did this game because I listened to this really cool um, ultra running and superhuman people podcast called um, Like a Bigfoot. And I had heard at one point Never
0: heard of it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I had heard him at one point talking to some runner guy that said at that point I was just five minutes on, five minutes off. And so I forced myself to uh, just the ugliest run I had in me for five minutes and Mm
2: -hmm. I would
1: walk for five minutes and just split. Yeah. I like
2: the, just, I don't know what kind of different intervals you've done before, like run a mile, walk a mile, or like run a hundred yards, walk a hundred yards, like whatever those intervals become. (laughs) And like, I don't know, wherever you start, wherever they end up
0: is always a crazy game too yeah it's like run 10 steps walk 10
1: steps
0: (laughs) let me that dude when so did the wheels fall off the bus instantly or was it over you know a few hours like did they slowly fall off the bus or all of a sudden we're just like and there we are there's no wheels on this bus
3: started desperately needing grease on that highway round on that on that highway chunk okay. and then, um, and then from losing the one guy, finding the other guy, losing him, getting to the aid station, I started to become very aware of how tired I was and how much my feet hurt. And that's what, what made me say, okay, run as far as you can. Right. And I did that. And then I look back and it's only three quarters of a mile. And I'm like, "Oh, that's all you've got right now. Like, cause I really did push as hard as I could to get as much mileage. And then I look back and that's all I've got. And it was like, it was like reality. Like this isn't like, there's no more, you just have to do anything you can to get done.
2: Yeah.
3: It does. I, and, at, and at that point, actually at that point, after the three quarter mile run, um, I decided you're going to try to make time. Time also doesn't matter. Get this thing done because I could already feel that two thirds of the way into the race, I'm dead. And, <laughs> and it's, all, it's all that I've got to keep rolling. So five yeah, yeah. minutes on, five minutes off, that thing, 10 minutes on, 10 minutes off, whatever I've got, I did that. And then um, I, oh, I asked the lady at the aid station, I said, when's the next aid station? I'm just trying to keep track of mileage. So I've got a, a, a checkpoint. And she said, oh, it's five miles out. I was like, sweet. I got to the next aid station in, uh, I had three and a half hours to go. And so the math I did was you've got an hour and a half to get to that aid station. Because then then, you're at least, be, you know, you're at least in much better shape. And I made it there in an hour and 15 minutes. And I was like, oh. What? sweet because i see the state station on the hill i was like oh my god and i'm looking at my watch I was like that can't be right like i feel like like no way did i do that and i mm. did it and i got there uh-huh. and i was like how far am i <clears throat> the answer is supposed to be five point some miles and the answer was 6.8 miles i was like oh that that accounts for 15 minutes <laughs> like uh, that takes away all of my whatever. This is yeah, like a trail you're, you're,
0: running lesson. Like my that's my that's trail running miles, baby. Like that's what happens. You're <laughs> like, oh, there's more, you know? Because like yeah. at the you're like they're trails, dude. And I know this was mostly gravel roads, but I'm like, you can't measure it exactly and get it to work out perfectly for the all the miles, right.
2: You know, well, right? that that right. was the was that the eight station or was there another aid station later?
0: There was no more. No. That was the last one, right? the last okay. one, yeah.
3: And it
2: wasn't okay. supposed to be
0: me. I
3: I was told it was an unmanned aid station, but there was a guy and his daughter's or a guy and his kids or something there. And so I asked the guy and blah, blah, blah. I was
0: like, this okay. Is, this is a
3: dumb
2: point, but like while you were there, just just uh, aid station in the time of like COVID, they would fill up your Camelback for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you do and then, you put your mask up when you're interacting, even though by the time, like my brain was so dead by the end, like... I yeah, kept forgetting, yeah. and then I'd be like, oops, sorry, and then i pull my mask Ope. up. <laughs> oops, sorry. Ope. I started the morning saying, oops, sorry, to that cat that woke me up. But anyway, sorry, I forgot <laughs> to point that out earlier. <laughs> Next to the dog? And, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and uh, the... Uh... Oh, also, this was my one, two, three, four, fifth camelback getting filled up. And I had not pissed at all that day.
2: <laughs> now like that's wild. <laughs> is that is that just what happens when you're sweating that much and
3: the crazy heat is just you never piss. That's what I was telling myself.
2: I mean, is that the case or Chris, do you hear that? I like, think oh, that's the case, man.
0: I mean yeah. I was kind of in the same boat. I, I in the morning I was pretty The flow was going, if you know what I'm saying, but like by (laughs) the last lap for me, it was so hot out that literally I was putting in water like crazy, like crazy amounts of water, and all of it had to have just been instantly turning into sweat to cool my body off, you know. Uh, But they always say, like, when you're so dehydrated, like when you're about to have like heat exhaustion or heat stroke you just stop sweating so your body can't cool off anymore and then you're completely screwed so i mean it's a good i guess it's a good thing i kept looking at my arms being like okay i'm sweating still like that's fine i guess <laughs> wow wow
2: what a crazy thought to have to like consider during that yeah i mean mm-hmm. a, to start considering like well did i just feel dizzy or did I trip over a rock like well like oh my gosh so nuts it was wild. Um, I was wondering if we could hear Well, I do want to hear the end of yours, but I was like, could, at the same time, you're at how many hours in? I, um,
3: I've only got two hours to go. So I'm six and a half hours in.
0: Oh, I see your thought process, Brady. Okay. Chris, what was your first, uh, like, uh, <laughs> like, where did that get you up to? And I'm going to be honest, I, dude. Like... The first lap, I felt great. Honestly, like I is about got me a little bit past the first lap. I felt totally fine. Uh, but about this time, how many miles? Uh, uh, 50K. Yeah. So 31. Okay. So I felt okay, okay. during that, but like, it's all like experience. Like my body was used to like how you feel physically, like the pain wise, you know, but then I got into that halfway aid station. Um, I saw my mom and her friend. So that was cool. And it, but at that point, it was it got hot and then i'm like oh this second lap is going to be real like this is about to get real here um Mm -hmm. because it was already like by the time thad's talking about which is pretty much the exact almost the exact same time like it was already in the 90s like 93 94 or something it was insane dude yeah and no shade like you think iowa you're like well iowa has tree trees and stuff and you're like no no it doesn't it's like i mean it does have trees but they don't offer when the sun is like right above you they're nowhere near you dude it's there's the nothing around your neck yeah like it's right. right above you the shade is directly under the tree which you're not going to go to So the whole course is on gravel roads. So it was like cornfields. There was like wildlife refuge. Like it was a beautiful course, but the beauty instantly turned into just complete desolation. Like, I guess I was thinking this, that if someone would tell me, like, if someone would be like, yeah, that race, like that was absolutely beautiful. I'd be like, yeah, it was. And if you also, another person told me like, that race was pure hell. I'd be like, yeah, it was. <laughs> like, it was both.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I did catch myself looking just looking around and being like, "Holy crap, like the rolling hills and the 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 agricultural fields and then just woods and stuff that you'd see in ponds and whatever, like it was gorgeous." And I remember I took a couple of pictures and the thought process in my head was like, "Where was I? Where am I?" Because in the course of five, yeah. five miles, I took three very, very different pictures.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Around. Me. Well, and we're and it, well, all we're all from Iowa. We're Iowans, right? Like you'd think we'd be used to it, but usually on roads mm-hmm. like that, you're driving, like you're zooming by it, and right. to see it from your feet, and to see it from eventually a pr- very slow pace because you're you're slowly struggling, but to see it in that like kind of different way is is a way that i'd never experienced i don't i feel like i didn't fully experience iowa in that sense when i was growing up if that makes sense
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah did you one thing I, I ran some of the gravel roads around muscatine just an observation you run past these like family farms or just you know these houses that are on their own did you see any farm art? And I don't know how else, like, I think farm art is like the only way I know how to describe it. But did you see any of that from any of these houses at all?
3: A lot of broken down trucks and and (laughs) ditches. Okay. (laughs) Those are
2: called art
0: pieces.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Art installments.
0: Um, Dude. Well, I will say here's
2: the. How many cricks are Let's just, by the way, let's just, (laughs) I don't even, let's just solve an issue here. What's the difference between a Creek and a Crick?
0: A crick is when it's in the country.
3: No, a crick is when it has a
0: tire in it, which
3: is the best <laughs> a tire anybody was ever given.
0: Oh, uh, there yeah. were there was cricks with tires in it. Um, at one point, I was running, and then just gunshots started going off, like bang, 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 <laughs> bang, 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 bang. And I was like, oh shit! And I like almost dropped and like dropped down, but I, like ran to the other side of the road. I'm like, holy shit! Like, and dude, I mean, like I said, you know, I grew up in the country in Iowa. Like, I understand. Like, it's just someone out there target doing target shooting but i was like what are the chances someone's target shooting over the road i'm hoping very small but i'm like i can't bank on a hope you know like and but i will say the weirdest like scenery
2: thing, that's a t-shirt by the way i don't know if you ever heard the t-shirt phrase but can't bank on a hope
0: like i don't know it's got, it's got something there um the weirdest thing I thought uh, along the course was the first aid station. It was this giant field. And as I was pulling in, I'm like, this has to be something. Because it's not like a field of corn or crops or soybeans or something. It was just this field of grass. I'm like, this is something. And then I realized it was a polo field. Like for people with mm-hmm. horses and yeah. to play polo oh, on really? it. And I was like, there's like a polo field. I
2: don't know that I'd even recognize a polo field versus oh i
0: guess yeah, horses, horses are over, are, the way. over there yeah well <laughs> <laughs> i hate you so but much. yeah <laughs> so the course was beautiful the first lap especially i like really appreciated it the second lap i think i just looked at my feet in front of me or like the ground in front of me <laughs> yeah. because i couldn't look up or the sun would hit my face
2: i don't yeah that i, I so chris I, like that was a gut check moment for Thad was that last aid station. Were you, cause I feel like you, did you have a gut check moment too? Oh Can my God. was up to your gut check moment.
0: Dude. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So like I said, I want it, to it,
2: revisit the Thads from Thad's last aid station home and then uh, yeah. your gut check home. That's yeah. So,
0: um, we got like 30 <clears throat> minutes, <laughs> dude. Okay. So the oh, whole, oh. the whole first lap went fine. But right half like right at halfway, I'm like, oh shit's about to go like get real, real fast. And so you had to run back out the same road you just came in on. Uh, cause it was kind of like a lollipop course, sort of. And during that run, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be interesting. What does that mean? so this is
2: lollipop courses you run up you do a loop
0: loop and then you run down that same road yeah yeah so we did that
2: loop and that's loop one and you got to go do it you do it twice and you have to do it again
0: (laughs) so we start that and i start feeling terrible and i ran a lot of the race with um the girl who ended up finishing first for the 100k her name was jen and she was just an absolute beast dude like (laughs) it was crazy and i i kind of so you know how i'm always like just in a i'm usually in like a really chipper mood oh you don't say (laughs) (laughs) but like that's like i'm always like a super positive guy like she was like that but even more so because i started feeling really terrible but she like kept this really cool like positive attitude the whole entire time and i was like wow I wish I could join her on this positive attitude journey right now, but like I am not (laughs) feeling the same, but during that going back out for the second loop and it started getting hot. She's like, she basically voiced what was going on in my head and she was basically like, once we get to that first aid station, like, I think we're going to feel a lot better. I'm like, that's a, like, that's very hopeful. And I, I really appreciate that. So I'm hoping for that too. And we got to the first aid station I drank some ginger ale, got my water and stuff and started going back out. And I was like, Oh, I don't feel any better. <laughs> like maybe I feel a little bit better, but like, Perfect. yeah, that strategy was not reality there for me anyways, maybe for her. Cause she, like I said, she just completely crushed the whole entire day. It was amazing. Um, so we go back out and now we're like at like mile 42, 42 to 53. This is when mm-hmm. every like everything, like all of it hit the fan at that point for me. And the wheels not only fell off the bus, but they like fell off the bus and then just like rolled away down the hill, you know? Um, I was like it was so exposed, so hot, and I was just I was not prepared for it because all my trainings at like four in the morning, right? Or five in the yeah. morning. So it's never above 70 at five in the morning and so i was like oh i made a huge mistake (laughs) i should have prepared for this heat like brad the race director said um and so chris yeah you but you have trained for heat right i have you trained for
2: desert rats yeah so you weren't like tempered for heat like you weren't used to it but did any part of heat training that's true kick in from any, like was there anything like i i learned this from my heat training something yeah. to do this
0: well like, i learned like, i don't know if you put ice in your hat that's gonna last you for like an hour and you're actually gonna like your brain won't sizzle like you'll feel okay for that hour um unfortunately i didn't do that at that 40 some mile aid station and so then for the next however many mile, mile, like nine or ten or eleven miles however long it was like it slowly went from me feeling like bad to me just being like completely and like utterly defeated and like almost to the point where I was like, oh my God, like what is happening? This is insane. I might be, I never got like where it started, like the blackout just started creeping in. Like I didn't get there, but I was definitely like lightheaded and like, just out of it i couldn't eat anything at that point so that like just adds to it so if you're already feeling oh, bad man. but then you can't eat like that's just gonna <laughs> cause it to spiral you know
2: i think like the most practical advice i've heard from listening to your podcast it seemed like the most practical advice was if you feel bad just eat more and drink more water yeah like <laughs> <laughs> just
0: keep that's doing those doing 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 things at the um, like a big podcast just like most basic I- advice ever
2: just uh, as practical but then you get to a stage where i can't eat and then just forces your body into failing if you (laughs) can't like uh, that sounds so
0: rough my advice in that moment would be like drink How are you getting any calories like what are you
2: getting for calories then?
0: yeah so i was drinking like pop at every aid station so i was like three cups of ginger ale because i was like i know i can't eat anything or i'm gonna i felt like i was gonna throw up a bunch of times there was probably at least in that like 12 mile stretch i'm like at least nine times where I'm like, I'm probably going to throw up in the next 30 seconds. And then I did oh gosh. Yeah. And dude, I've never had it before, but like, I, I was like, I'm going to get to that next aid station. I'm just going to call it quits. And I have to say like anybody out there who quit, I completely understand. And I completely sympathize. Like, dude, it was, it was rough, man. It was very rough, but, um, Oh sorry, Lindsay's coming down. I want her to I want her to jump on. Lindsay, you wanna say hi? Oh Lindsey. She like tried to creep down, but like our WD forty doors are not they're all squeaky. Hey.
3: Hey. Uh, (laughs) Lindsey.
0: What do you want? This happens every time. Oh, meanwhile Lindsay was at home watching three children. I was
3: gonna say, who had it harder?
0: You had it, she had it way harder. (laughs) Even though like we're in the midst of like (laughs) the worst hey, part of Lindsay. The race. In, hey, I have one
2: question for Lindsay in in 1 minute tell us about how she got up to her breaking point with the kids.
0: Yeah, breaking <laughs> point with the kids. Go.
3: You know, it all started when Zoe, our middle child, only got like 6 hours of sleep cuz she like has that bit of Chris on her where she just gets up super early and <laughs> As opposed to Chris where he can survive off of no sleep, she can't. So she was like a hot mess all day. Um, so that was not easy. I was also like out and woman. I carried Billy
0: for like half a mile and I've been sore. From it. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel really bad
1: complaining about that. Um,
0: and then I was going
3: to do Sober September instead of Sober October because – I want to be able to drink on my birthday, but I made it till September 5th. <laughs>
2: That's how it went. Nice. Thank you, Lindsay. Oh You're
1: welcome. God.
2: Love you. Uh, okay. Um, so he's my favorite guest on the podcast. Oh my God. Um, Anyone listening to this, go back and listen to any Lindsay uh, <laughs> guest appearances. She is the fucking best.
0: Uh, so, <laughs> dude. So... I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. So basically, like my phone kept dying throughout the day, too. I think it was just completely overheated. Um, and I also heat everywhere. Just heat everywhere. I tried to open a uncrustable that I took halfway. So I ate an uncrustable halfway. It was frozen, it was delicious. But then at this point, I'm like, I know I need to eat something. So I open this uncrustable and I take like a giant bite, and the jelly is like lava in my mouth. And I'm like, Like, oh no. Like I almost had like an uncrustable injury during the race. Oh my God. But dude, I started thinking Uh, like, I was pretty much set on like, Hey, I'm going to get to mile 53. Like, obviously I'm going to do all the things I'll do in the aid station, but I think I'm just going to call it a day because I'm like, there's no shame. It's really hot. Like I'm almost dying out here. And I had this song or, so I couldn't listen to music or anything. But luckily, uh me and my kids have just been listening to Hamilton soundtrack nonstop for like the last month. And uh so I knew like every word of every song is in my head. So I can basically just go through the whole entire play, which is weird. Um, but it's so good. Let me just say that. Let me add that as an addendum. But basically there's a song called Stay Alive. And that's song...
2: a solid addendum right here. <laughs>
0: there's a song called stay alive so for a good hour there i just kept repeating the lyrics and i wrote it down i kept repeating the lyrics stay alive till this horror show is past. we're gonna fly a lot of flags half-mast and i'm like yep that's exactly how i feel right now (laughs) Um, but yeah dude it was that was my lowest moment i've ever had in an ultra ever just hands down
2: well, one second, let's go, Sad. will you, okay, let's return back to Thad, His, he's at the last aid station, Chris, there's more of your last aid station to Basically. talk about before yeah. hearing the rest of it, but like, Sad, can you take us from your, if we revisit, what is this, mile 25, and, ish.
3: yeah, something like that,
2: ish, and we've got six miles to go, we're like six hours in, cut off what? It's
0: like um, eight, dude, eight, I
1: think.
3: Eight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm two out from... Yeah. Uh, anyway, the, group so... of guys, the group of
2: guys that signed up for this now, we're all in the same little, little, little group text. Travis would have died. Are...
0: Travis would have died. <laughs> 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 I hope he listens. He told me that. He's like, dude, if you were that close to quitting, I would have for sure quit. And I'm like, yeah, you would have. <laughs> We would be right now. We would all be dressed oh. in black at Travis's funeral right now. Uh, that's too oh, dark. God. Is that too dark Sorry. of humor? no nah, you know I'm, what?
2: Good. It's no. good for the podcast listeners to know. That's the real Chris Ward, everybody. He's not. He's a dark guy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
3: well, and, and honestly,
0: well, I want to go
2: down this route. Do you give Do you give Matt or Sean or I a chance of surviving this? Had we like done it on the day of?
0: you know Let's I'm, say I'm all the same
2: conditions with our
0: like training yeah. oh, man i would have been uh, curious if you all were out on the course what would have happened i know you know like would know. you have banded together band of runners. we would have helped each
2: other somehow if we need to it's like oh i'm out of water it's like well here's water i yeah
3: <laughs> you know i would not have done that no, that sucks bro Like better. I gave myself a full minute before taking off to plan, Brady. You should have, should have had that one of the uh, – what, what I would say is yeah, yeah. Um, Chris and I kind of talked about that, who in the group would have, would have done. I would have just been very interested to see how it played for everybody. I don't know. I
2: know. Who, it would have been
3: I think, anyway. I think anyway. just for <laughs> planning, you probably would have been the farthest out. If anybody finished the 50K, it would have been you. Um, I agree. And, and that's probably
0: it. Oh, he's posing. He's doing like Hulk Hogan pose.
3: What I will also say is the, the fact that Chris was so hurting and almost gave up to find that out after the fact makes me, know makes my end to the race feel so much better because I got out of that last aid station and I, and I've got nothing I'm walking and I'm not even walking pretty. I'm walking shitty. And I, I could see for the next probably mile and a half what road I was going to be on. And I knew it was going to take forever. Like, I, you can just see endlessly. You can endlessly. see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it, and it, it's a mind fudge there. I mean, just being able to do that. And then that entire next mile and a half, I was talking myself into not giving up. Like... This is where you stop. Nope. Just keep going. This is where you stop. Nope. Just keep going. And I finally got to the end of that mile and a half and there was a right hand turn. And there were three trees there. It was late enough in the the day that it was actually giving shade. I stretched. And when I stood up from stretching, sight went away and I got real dizzy and I was like, Nope, this is it. This is the end. Like you, this, however far this is, this is how far you made it go lie down and I did I lied down in the bit, in the ditch and I thought there's like three ways this ends one is one of those rabbits is just driving around and sees me two there's somebody running behind me that'll show up here shortly or three I will sleep here for the next four and a half hours until Chris makes his second lap and then when Chris finishes he can and send somebody to get when
0: me when Chris lays down beside me we will hold each other <laughs> <laughs> crying <laughs>
3: and, and that's what I did I, I laid down in the ditch at 28 miles and a guy showed up shortly behind me it was one of the guys that I, that I put distance behind, between us at some point and he had never caught up until then and it was probably half an hour later or something he goes you need help and I said yeah if you got a crew call him and he did and he was calling him for him and then I just jumped in with him. So he gave up at that same spot. And mm-hmm. actually, Chris, that was that was one of the hundred K dudes.
0: Yeah, and it he, was Brian. I'm trying to. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. But yeah, he we we were messaging after the race for sure. Yeah.
3: Oh and, my god. Uh, like he he had given up on the very tail end of his first lap, and on our way back into the finish line he said well this is still the longest i've ever run
0: that's amazing dude yeah
3: Yeah. Yeah. and And for you too right me too i mean that that's that's legitimate and my feet were just just destroyed and i still hadn't pissed after five camelbacks full and like
0: (laughs) that's a shirt that's a shirt five camelbacks in still no pee (laughs) <laughs> That's an ultra running shirt. You know what? If you to make it, I don't know it's
2: gonna ring to it. I guess I'll write it down with the list of things I've written. Okay. My shirt's we'll just to gonna the, say. Want to uh, see my my notes from this so far? Oh, yeah.
0: nice! I love it. My my shirt is just gonna say T W H D. Travis would have died.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, that, to to I want that shirt, but it's just like over the right
0: here on the short sleeve, right there. <laughs> oh yeah. You got to have, I mean, Travis doesn't even wear a shirt, dude. He, I don't know. I mean, you have to make it shorts or something. Uh, yeah, dude. Dad, so you, like I said, like, Dad, like that's a, it, you're, you're a beast, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry.
2: I know we've got like a, uh, time crunch. Otherwise we could, we could make all, this entire podcast like
0: five and a half hours. And no, I'm, without, I'm, that adding, that. I'm adding 10 minutes cause Lindsay said she could pick up the other two. You know, as if I haven't <laughs> worked her enough by leaving her with the children. <laughs> but she's like, I can pick up the other two. I'm like, oh. September 5th. You know we, what? September like 5th. minutes Because I can't add 10 minutes. Okay,
3: like, go for it, that. You have on my end, Hit me, because I got to leave right at six.
0: I want to ask you something then, really quick. And actually, Brady, you actually brought this to my attention. Um, you, you said you had a really interesting conversation later with your son who was like, how was the race dad? Like, did you win? Oh, yeah. That's what kids always ask there. I was like, did you win? And you're like, no, I actually quit. Like, how did that conversation go?
3: That I was actually really happy to be in the position I was to be able to talk to him. Cause Kale's very cerebral and he'll, he'll stumble over this in his mind for the next couple of weeks. Um, but he asked how the race went. I said, it was good, buddy. He goes, did you, yeah, basically did you win? <laughs> Which is stupid child. And I said, no. And, and um, I said, I didn't even finish. I, I got very close to the end and I had to give up. And he goes, Oh, I didn't expect you not to finish it. And I said, I didn't expect not to finish it either, brother, but you can't win them all. I mean, there's some stuff that, that you can kind of put in front of me and I'll do okay at it. This one kicked me in the teeth and that's fine. I learned a lot from it and, and I'm glad I did it. And he goes, so like, are you mad at yourself? I said, no. No, I did the biggest thing I've ever done so far, you know, as far as a race goes. And I still went the farthest distance I've ever gone. And I'm proud of that. I wish I had been able to finish, but you can't win them all. And when I said you can't win them all, like he kind of sat back in his chair and he was just going over that in his mind. Because he's going to be the kind of kid that that if you kind of hand him something and sort of teach him how to do it, he's probably going to be pretty decent at it. And I want him to be in a position where he can be kicked in the face and still maintain a positive outlook after the fact.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's awesome,
0: man. No, that's super cool. Like, I mean, and what a good example of like, Hey, dad went out, he tried something that is insanely hard. Um, and you learned your lessons along the way and you came really you dude you came really close i'm gonna be honest if it wasn't that hot you would you would have finished for sure
2: i know i know that's like
0: and you can't control it though that's what i'm like that's what i love dude um you like when you sign up for this you don't want it to be easy you know it's not going to be easy you don't know what it's going to be it could have been raining in like 40 degrees you know what i mean uh like that's not unreasonable to think that in september it's raining if,
3: if raining and 40 degrees
0: maybe but that's <laughs> just another factor right so you don't know well, what it's going to be but you know it's going to be something
2: uh, yeah one second two like one or two things you said one the treacherous b roads of this race ended up being a reprieve from the hardest parts. Yeah, from they were the like soft, Were like well, welcome change.
0: They were like yeah. They were actually like cushiony. Which I'm saying yeah. this, and Brad is like, oh, I wish they were <laughs> no, i know. Yeah, but right? I, I, I get like that's if it's muddy, over
2: there.
0: if it's muddy, it's well, gonna like a take different kind shoes. of torture. There was
2: the well, that's the thing. If you take that exact same course and under different weather conditions that are absolutely available in Iowa, cold ass, rainy ass weather. the entire course becomes a just another torture vessel but like in a different format and your favorite parts become your least favorite parts it's a that's a wild course to try to prepare for
1: (laughs) it is man (laughs) dude that's what i love about ultra
0: running like that's every course in ultra running it doesn't matter what the course is like Mm. condition dependent you're you're gonna have a rough day because of something at some point and i love it (laughs)
3: Them. Oh, one thing that we didn't say that I have to put on this is I was, I was kind of explaining away the Jeep as we were in the Jeep on the way to our campground the night before. And I said, "This is so we were trying to get up a hill. <laughs> and we had gone from like 62 miles an hour, just bogged down to 45. And I said, here's the deal, man. This Jeep is unbreakable. I mean, this engine is unbreakable. Like people love this engine because it just keeps going. It goes slow uphill, it goes fast, faster downhill, but no part of it is a fast <laughs> run. It just keeps moving. And Chris goes, oh, it's an ultra deep. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that seems about right. Like it it just kept going. And that that did come into my brain while I was running. It was like, just keep move, like just however long you can make this stop or however short you can make this stop for this aid station <laughs> or for stretching or whatever, make it as short as you can. So you can just keep moving. And that that was like, that was the thing for me was just don't stop I, moving. And then ultimately yeah. I stopped.
2: I, I do love like the built-in metaphors that happen right here with like the Jeep and the race. Yeah. And I'm like, you said you got home, like, which by the way, you had to continue to fill it with quarts of oil on the way home. Yeah. You said you pulled him and the sense of relief of like, I'll never do that to you again, buddy. I'm so sorry. We're yeah. not doing so,
3: that. <laughs> 37 miles out of, out of out of muscatine i'd stop for like a drink or something when i started it it starts squealing at me loud which can which only means that bearings are going out on one of the belt driven things ultimately that's going to be an alternator or it's going to be a water pump generally and and as i was leaving the parking lot like the squeal subsided so whatever is going out centered itself and is running as it should be basically path police resistance on the water pumps part and i was like okay just get me there just get me there and we got home and it's still not making any noise and i turn it off and i just want to know that i heard what i heard because it wasn't wet it's not like a wet belt sound it was something's going and i turned it back on and it's squealing louder than i mean it's just nuts and i turned it back off i sat there in the jeep for a second and it was like the jeep said don't ever do that to me again and i was like i'm so sorry (laughs) You you don't ever have to go anywhere out of town if you don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, like, literally every hour and a half, I was thanking my Jeep just for
0: continuing
3: the it was on. And yeah. it, was, yeah. it was so bad.
0: Oh. So I've got to
3: wonder what that story ends with.
0: That's amazing, man. Well, Thad, dude, I'm proud oh. of you, man. I really am. Um, man,
2: I can't believe you went out and did it. I can't believe you actually, like, went drove there and did it after, like, that's gutsy it's just the guts to like show up let me sort of read thing. Thad's. I mean, race re- can i read
0: uh, your race review that you sent to to brad the race oh, director yeah. Yeah. oh said, you
2: did no way okay
0: he said oh, yeah. though i got my hmm, like i d- like down there but not the down there that you're thinking it's there's like in be- <laughs> i was gonna say it's <laughs> yeah, in between it's <laughs> in between the down there's you know <laughs> <laughs> all right so though he he got that handed to him during the race and ultimately died a little inside i wanted to thank you it was well organized and maybe if i had trained at all the outcome would have been different either way i enjoyed tackling it and it's important that i got kicked in my hind end from time to time that was beautiful it's well, well well worded, man
3: thank you
2: that's, that's awesome
0: well hey thad if you gotta go man we'll we'll let you go but dude like i said proud of you and actually dude i just had like a blast with you that was super fun so thank yeah you.
3: it was that the the trip itself was worth it all all of the bullshit that we had to put up with just getting to and from and all that like that was all great and just being able once we got to calvin's and i knew he was taking me to the airport all of my everybody hey everybody
0: go listen to calvin's episodes he's awful yes calvin's the best (laughs) uh but all right man well thad if you want to sign out you can um and then you'll get to listen to this podcast and be like what did chris say in those last 10 minutes
3: yeah i'm i'm excited you guys have a good one uh chris that was awesome and that's it
0: all right love you buddy
3: let's go bye (laughs) Buddy, <laughs> sorry, there Brady. It is. There is, a, it is. Come, come time, on, I had a good time at the race. Dingus, I
2: had a no good time talking to you, Brady. I had a to good Chris. Vibe. I know. I heard the Chris.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. Screw that. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like right when he signs like, off. Can we
2: just get real for a second? Finally, we can talk. No. <laughs> just
0: instantly, instantly turn on him. Everyone's like, "Whoa." <laughs> just he listens later he's like whoa um yeah man i just have one more like kind of story from it um and
2: just a dumb just like i i, I talked to that before and he was telling me that um it's a dumb thing that he did as a strategy is the one thing that i, I recall doing it the same day again i ran a bunch <laughs> but on those gravel roads he saw this uh, girl that he was kind of gaining on, but she was, like, weaving left and right on the gravel roads. And why is she not running in a straight line? And she was finding the, like, smooth or the, like, shaded part of the road, basically, Yeah. during this race. Where that became, like, survival stra- <laughs> like, strategy. I remember doing that a little bit uh, the day of when I ran two. And I was like, no, that was, like, an interesting. Huh. This is a super small detail, but like one of the things that you try to like continue to or that you do to survive. Yeah. Um what do you think of Thad's uh like gut check moment?
1: First, I'm, pr- I think I'm proud first of him, official
2: bro. ultra, right? Like first yeah. starting line. He, he's Over done some unofficial events. Yeah. Um but like I love
0: it. I'm Um, proud of him, but I also, I also appreciate the, uh, what's the word where basically you just show up and you're, you're confident though, completely uh, like not trained at all. Is there a word for that?
2: I'll say guts. I'll
0: say gutsy. Gutsy. (laughs) That's that's
2: the word I used, uh, used
0: earlier. I'll I'll keep it with gutsy. Yeah, man. Well, Um, Hey, so, um, dude, I got, so, Honestly, like the most interesting part from of my race was for me, I was like it was the the battle of wills between quitting and not quitting, and I have the experience in ultras, but i 've never been in that kind of shape before, which was not pretty um, and i've of course, like from doing the podcast like i 've talked to people in way worse shape than that, so I was trying to like draw upon their stories but you've kind of heard the tears of suffering and yeah. you can kind of like place yourself on a little bit of a measurement,
2: I guess from hearing the, the descriptions from all kinds of athletes and all kinds of disciplines.
0: Yeah. So um, I knew I got, finally got to that aid station at mile 53 and this is almost farther than I ran before. there. Um, like
2: you walk in, what's at the aid station? Just
0: like a, a little canopy with some shade. Um, just the food and water and all that stuff. There's a bathroom there that I was like, I can't. And I got there though. And I saw my mom. That was the thing that was there. That was the game changer, dude. Carol Ward coming in. What a twist. Who would have thought? I didn't like, she was like, I'm going to show up. Like cool. Like, I'd love to see you on the course. Like definitely say hi. It'll feel good. But I was like the week leading up, she was like texting me every day. Like, okay, do you have water? And I'm like, yeah. I got water. Do you have food? Yeah, I have food. Like, she was asking all these, and I'm like, mom. Yeah, I'm- but you're
2: saying that, like, the n team is like, yeah, mom. Yeah, basically, I mean, stop it, mom. But,
0: <laughs> but
2: which but, I, uh, yeah. Day of, though, you get the, like, gut check moment, last aid station. I mean, and you've been thinking about, this the first time I've ever heard, even, like, the 50-miler in Monument Valley and, like, uh, Desert Rats and whatever, you're like, I ne- no, I never considered quitting. Now, that was an actual, like, you said, I've never, never considered quitting throughout all of Monument Valley versus a yeah. desert. And this is the first time I've ever heard you. And I don't know if you said it. I don't know if you have before, but this is the first time I've heard you say, Oh, I thought about not doing it. Because I'm going to uh, be honest. Saying, That's enough.
0: I'm yeah. done. Dude, I think Which the logical. House, guys, so I,
2: did, I I raised my eyebrows to that. Like,
0: <laughs> Whoa. It's, it's That's the logical kind of decision, decision in that, in that moment is like, hey, like just in my mind, I'm like, hey, quitting is a possibility. And you can do that if you choose. But I also knew if I sat down and I took time, I might actually recover, you know. So I came into the aid station and dude, it was weird. Like I like I was having like goosebumps on my leg. I was shaking and I I saw my mom, which was cool. But I was it was also funny because I'm like, I've told my mom she's never been to one of these. And I've told her like, yeah, like I'm fine. Like, don't worry about me. I've always felt okay. Like they're hard for sure. But like, I'm and fine. She and sees you at your lowest. Yeah. Lowest so far. My absolute lowest. Range. And I'm like, oh my God, she's going to be like, you're never doing these again. <laughs> and I was like, I just need a chair and I need to put it in the shade. So I just sat well, this chair down in the shade. So yeah.
2: Thad had a time crunch. He had this like, you're like, yeah. Oh man, I gotta get going. Otherwise, I'm not gonna finish. It. You've were running well, and you had plenty of tires. <clears> so you actually do have that time. Yes, to sit and just like let's let everything adjust. You don't have to be like, oh, I got 15 minutes to get out of here. Otherwise, it's screwed.
0: And so I that
2: was so in that was my mind. Like a nice, yeah. Did so, you
0: consider that? You're just like, I got, I can take all day. <laughs> I did. I, or, I did. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? This is, and this was also the first time I ever like sat in a chair in an ultra at an aid station. Yeah. So I You're sat down. down I've never
2: by. But yeah. I had to. Yeah.
0: I was like this was the right move. So I sat down and um my mom gave me this like ice cold water in this weird like uh I don't even know what water water container, <laughs> water bottle. <laughs> and I poured it like all over my head. The frozen water
2: bottle. And I was, was holding
0: I was like water holding water. it on my face and I was like oh my god. This is and it it's one of those moments where you're like this, that was the greatest feeling in the universe at the at yeah. that moment. Yeah. And they gave me ice. I put it in my hat. I was just like, I'm cool. I'm going to cool my body off because it was probably almost dangerously overheated. I would guess. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: are you but, shaded at this point? Or are you still exposed? No, I'm you in the shade. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the shade in a, in and the I'm chair. just
0: sitting there. And peop- like the people there were so wonderful. They like made me a quesadilla that I somehow managed to choke down. And they're like, why do you run these things? And I'm like, that's a great question for right now in this moment because I have no idea. I'm like, why do I run? You tell me, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I have no idea. This is the worst. But I was like, you know, like, it's probably like reflecting back. I'm like, it's for these moments right now at mile 53 feeling terrible where you have to gut check it and see if you are actually willing to go back out there. Like, honestly, those are, Mm -hmm. that's why you run it because you want to have that adversity ultimately at the end of the day. And you grow so much from it mentally and physically and emotionally. And so I sat there and I started feeling a little bit better and, but I did, my stomach still was bad. And my mom had this giant thing of lemonade too. So I chugged that because I'm like, I can handle liquid calories. and um,
2: So lemonade, quesadilla. Yeah. So, but like, it sounds like labored, like slow. Like, oh, uh, uh, okay. How long were you in the aid station?
0: I was probably in the aid station for 15 to 20 minutes, I would guess. Okay. Start but, to finish. I, 15 thinking, to 20.
2: And that's still, you know. Yeah. But like, were you, I feel like ice.
0: You got like ice on you. As soon as you I got that it. on me, I felt better. Um, uh, this was the funny moment though. My mom had like a bag of food. Cause like I said, she was like, do you have food? And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to pack food. And she saw that. I think <laughs> she probably saw that. It was it's just, immunity. you never
2: like, I was, uh, you angsty teen than you forever. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah for sure.
1: <laughs> I know. And
0: this whole thing, like it actually gave me a better appreciation for my mom. Before I say the next two things that I'm going to say, which were hilarious. It gave me like, I left that aid station and I felt better. And I was just so grateful for my mom. And I was like, wow, like, this is great. Like I didn't expect, I didn't expect I, that feeling and that emotion and that processing, but that's what I got. That's what the race gave me. And, but I the can two-
2: relate. like that, that gratitude feeling that came, that comes from like an endurance event is one of those hidden secrets. Yeah. Like you did the, it, Took that to get you there and feel real gratitude for a family member like that.
0: Exactly, and I'm so
2: appreciated of those hidden gems and, that are in the sport. <laughs> and I was proud of her strong emotion.
0: Yeah, I was proud of her because she didn't freak out. And later she was like, "Well, I've done ragbri, which is this ride across Iowa, which is in July or August or something." She's like, "I've seen people overheated. I know they can come back from it, so I wasn't nervous about that at all." But at one point, she like got out this bag of meat sticks and cheese and she was just sitting there she's like do you need food and i was like i probably do but give me a second and then she goes do you want meat sticks and cheese and just from her saying meat stick and cheese i almost just threw up right there and i was just like i was like i was like uh and i think i said like no thank you like i was trying to be super extra polite because i was realizing how important it was that she was there And how helpful it was beyond the meat and cheese. And she thought I said, thank you. And so all of a sudden, like 30 seconds later, I just see this meat stick in my peripheral, like slowly moving towards my mouth. And I was like, mom, you got to get, you got to get that meat. You got to get Like, it was like a Slim Jim or like, kind of like that. And I'm like, you got to get that meat. You got to get that beef jerky or meat stick away from me. Or I will throw up instantly right now. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said, yes, thank you. I'm like, no, no, no. I said, no, thank you. Like, I don't want meat. I don't want meat so right now. Quiet, quiet. Please. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't want processed, gross, disgusting meat or cheese right now. Um, and then, so then the second thing, so I stand up and I'm like, I'm going for it. I think I can do this. And I'm covered in water at this point just from the ice in my hat. And my mom said probably top five. And she said some weird stuff, dude. She has said some weird stuff. She's going to listen to this, but this is exactly what she said, unless I was hallucinating. And if I was, (laughs) I apologize, mom, but I'm covered in water. She's like, you know, I'm clicking my vest back in and she's like, I gave her a hug. I'm like, I'm so appreciative of you, mom. I love you so much. Cause I'm like exhausted. And she like looks at me. And like I said, just completely covered in water at this point. And she goes, you got this, you can do it. You look like you're, you're after birth right now. And I was like, that was the weirdest thing you've ever Wait. said to me, mom. Like Brady's processing Afterbirth. this. Yeah. Just, I mean... And I was like, I'm pretty sure she said it. I'm pretty sure she goes, you look like I know. either well, after is... birth or post birth. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to roll with this again. Just say, thank you. Yeah, and thanks. Mom. And move on. But, <laughs> thanks, Mom.
2: Yeah, thanks. No, yeah. thank
0: you. But the race ended. So then the next 10 miles I felt or 12 miles or however long it was like, I felt okay so i 12, got it done. 12 miles your yeah. gut
2: check moment you've got a half marathon
0: left yeah basically and i mean i actually okay. felt okay during that after i cooled myself down i felt fine so the end of the race is kind of boring i saw brad he's the man um super cool seeing him uh calvin johansson picked us up that was fun uh but i felt okay so that's the wrap-up um oh uh, you know. okay
2: you know, I would ask probably another hour's worth text of questions, me, but I- Text me like we five. Go.
0: Here's how we're, we're going to do. You're going to text me five questions about the very end. And then in the outro, when I record it later, I'll answer those.
2: Ooh. Okay. Sounds good. Gotcha.
0: Okay.
2: I have no idea what I'm going to ask, but that's a lot of pressure. Give all me right, folks, like- we'll dude,
0: you, got, you got some good questions, man. So, All right. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> all right. Later, everybody all right brady thank you man thanks for coming on today i really i part of the weekend like i really was hoping i could race with you so someday we will have to race together
2: i gotta find another thing to get like that crazy discipline back and and do that again because i was feeling fucking solid for that day
0: yeah 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 Uh, yeah Dude, you oh, crushed yeah. it. Dude. Right, I was thinking about that. I was like in the midst. I was like trying to be like generate gratitude. And I was like, I'm so grateful for that. Brady was able to actually go out and get this done. Like that actually gave me a boost and gave me some confidence. So thank you. Man. I needed,
2: it felt good. It felt good to do that. Yeah. All, right. But, you all right, go, right. You gotta Love go, right? Love you, buddy. All right. Love you too, man. See yeah, you, man. on yeah, my face. Bye. Bye.
0: Alrighty guys Uh, Huge thanks to those guys for coming on the show Um, I I just love being their friends So I hope you guys enjoyed that too They're absolutely amazing I gave Brady homework And you know I remember Brady in high school He was always pretty studious You know what I'm saying So he got the homework done So he sent me five questions And so real quick We're going to go through these All right. I just paused the mic To read the first question So here we go. He says you stand up, ice water melting in your hat, you thank your mom, and you're on your way to run 12 miles of your first hundred K to finish your first hundred K. If the X axis, (laughs) this is legitimately what you're out. If the X axis is time or miles and the Y-axis is morale, what shape is your graph? Oh, I was gonna make fun of him and myself and also say, like, I didn't understand what that meant. Um, I would say when I left that aid station, my morale just started going up and up and up and up and up. Actually, when I left, I was like, all right, I feel pretty good. I'm just going to walk for a little bit and we're going to see what happens. And so I would say, yeah, I would say honestly, like after that low point, I felt pretty good. And morale, um, you know, energy level, all that stuff came up and i felt good until the end of the race so really i had that major 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 dip and then from there just consistently felt better and better and then of course like as you're approaching the ending and i have to say for me i'm approaching the ending as the sun is setting and it's absolutely beautiful my phone dies so i can't take a picture so i have to like actually live in the moment and appreciate it um that was unlike anything else. So morale through the roof. I round the corner. Uh I get by where there's a line of cars where people are waiting. And all of a sudden I just hear the Jurassic Park theme song. Because Thad, instead of a horn, has a bunch of random Jurassic Park stuff. And one of them's the theme song. So I hear the Jurassic Park theme song. I see him. I see our buddy Calvin. I see my mom and her friend. And that was a great feeling, man. So I just started singing Jurassic Park and I round the corner and Brad's at the finish line waiting with the medal. It felt awesome, man. So that was great. Um, All right, so then Brady, next question number two. He says, I talked to you guys briefly that night. Y'all could barely muster three word sentences. We were literally, I I had just laid down at Calvin Johansson's house and brady calls oh and we fired up the new bill and ted movie which for my exhausted brain perfect level of humor i only saw 20 minutes before i fell asleep but we downed a pizza we like inhaled a pizza and watched bill and ted and it was amazing but brady called and all we could say was it was hard dude so hot i don't know just tough (laughs) and he goes you and thad are perpetually energized and positive wild men and you are humbled after being five days removed from that is that feeling still readily accessible or has it faded um the exhausted exhaustion has faded the soreness actually didn't even last that long like i after two days i felt great um i always feel like i go out and i learn these really important life lessons And I apply them for a few months after an altar or a big event or something I've been preparing for and putting the work in for. And I have these realizations and they're so clear. And then as soon as I come home and I'm back in my same routine, those realizations start to fade. So um, I'm hoping that understanding... That bad times get better. That was honestly like at the end of the day, that was my understanding. Bad times get better. You just got to persevere. And I'm hoping that sticks with me the rest of my life. Because we all have bad times. We all have moments where we're frustrated and our brain goes down this like negative pathway. Uh, And I'm hoping that understanding that I can draw back. I think David Goggins always calls it his like cookie jar or something where you can always reach into that cookie jar and pull those lessons out. I'm not sure if I've been great at reaching into the po- to the cookie jar for the lessons that I've learned. Um but I'm hoping to become better at that. And so I'm hoping that this one because it is such a such a simple lesson, like things get better. Just ride out the wave, things will get better. Um I'm hoping that that's a lesson that will always be easily accessible to me. Um <laughs> third question um he says he doesn't know if this is really important to me he says I don't really celebrate this with you anymore because I've learned it might not be important to you but you just got fourth place in the 100k with 13 hours and 19 minutes um and he says does that motivate you excite you drive you annoy you is it are you indifferent to you honestly man I'm gonna say all the above uh it definitely motivates me. It's super cool. It's super exciting. In the moment, though, I, for me personally, like I just get so wrapped into, I need to finish. Um, that that doesn't really seem to push me. It does excite me. It's exciting. Um, does it drive me to want to do better? Time wise, I don't know, man. I've never been a time guy. I've never been a data guy. Uh, speed, you know, pace, any of that. I just like going out. I like doing it. I like taking in the experience. Um, And if I have a good day and I, you know, am able to put a good time out, that's great. And if I kind of struggle time-wise or pace-wise, like I'm cool with that too. Like honestly, I just like, I like experiencing the race and the course and the people. And that's what really, really draws me to Ultra running and you know, and then digging deep and, and learning something about myself that's my favorite. Um, Brady says, What's next? I'll tell you what's next, Brady Manriquez. I'm doing a mountain bike 50k <laughs> in Eagle, Colorado on Sunday. When was the last time you mountain bike, Chris? That's a great question. Uh, probably July, and I'm not great at it, so we're gonna see what this is like. In fact, I texted uh my buddy Tim Barr who was on the last show and I was like, dude, I signed up for this 50k mountain bike. That can't be that hard, right? Like momentum will carry you for some miles, right? And he goes, dude, that's like a century ride on a road bike. And I'm like, oh my God. Like I've never done a century ride. Like, uh oh, that's not good. <laughs> so anyways, uh I'm sure I'll sure that'll be an interesting uh learning curve as well. Um All right, here we go. Question five. Last one, Brady says. And his questions are always like, they're like each a paragraph long. (laughs) But he says, you signed up for 100K in November 2019. You completed it in September 2020. That's a long time to train right and eat clean. You must not eat clean that whole time. You're 100% correct, Brady. I'm a dad. I finish things off of my kids' plates. That's like half of my meal is eating like uh, mac and cheese from their plates and stuff like that um, and he's, he's telling me Brady in this question is telling me to just go crazy eat whatever I want do it guilt-free um, so he, he says but he says that he knows I won't so he says in this hypothetical scenario what are you going whole hog on like what are you just going to Binge eat, right? A whole hog, ice cream binge, towers of sushi rolls, indulge me in this indulgent question. He's so clever, man. This is why I love the guy. Like, one, I just out of everyone on earth, he's one of the easiest people to have a conversation with. And he's also one of my favorite people. Like when I get him laughing, it's one of my favorite things, hands down on the planet. Um But anyways, that's just Brady Manriquez for you. What would I go crazy on? I mean I always like I don't eat like here's my here's my philosophy if you eat clean ish like 80% of the time then the 20% of the time you can kind of eat whatever you want guilt-free as long as you don't go absolutely crazy right um, and then when I'm training for a race like instead of 80% I'll make it like 90% but also recently I've just been kind of under the impression of like hey man in an ultra you're gonna eat a lot of sugar you're gonna eat potato chips So you kind of need to be eating sugar and potato chips every once in a while. So your stomach isn't just like, what are you doing to me? And then you have to use the cornfields or whatever. In this case, this once again, this race was pretty well organized. One of the first ultras I've been at with porta potties and it was convenient. Let's just leave it at that. Um, Towers of sushi rolls sounds pretty good, man. That sounds really good. But giant pizza, like I'll do a giant pizza. No big deal um yeah i came home and ate some pizza so i guess that's it that's a really boring way to end this part of the podcast (laughs) um reflecting back like final reflection now that we're an hour 46 in and you're still listening to this for some reason um i I just want to say just huge thanks to anyone and everyone who helped along this journey. I mean, there's it's, even doing like an ultra by yourself, like there are people helping. There are people watching your kids. There are, uh, you know, people driving you to the race. There are people letting you sleep in their lawn. Um, there's your mom at mile 53 aid station to just be amazing and a little bit weird, but that's what I expect, you know, Um There's the other people you race with that push you along, the people that make you laugh during this long, long day. There's the race director who's putting it on and having his family come out and getting the volunteers. Like there's so many people that are involved in the ultra running community that just make it the beautiful thing that it is because it really is at the end of the day, it's it's amazing you're going out and you're competing but a lot of times you're competing against yourself and at the end you get to just be appreciative of everyone who assisted you along the way and i think that's actually another lesson we can bring to everyday life i mean it doesn't have to just be ultra running think about how many people in your day-to-day life help you out in some form or another or make your life easy in some form or another and it's it's mind-blowing when you start to actually think about those connections and think about your community in that sense and you know ultimately we're just one big kind of spider web your actions have effects on so many people um people you know along the way whether they're your actual friends and family or they're people you affect without even really knowing and And I think that's something that I've definitely learned through ultra running and and want to take out to my everyday life. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, guys, this was a super long podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I always like to do these ones because I can go back when I'm training for my next thing and really kind of listen to my breakdown, listen to what I learned, get excited for the next thing for me. Um, So I hope you guys found something from this, whether it was entertainment uh a good laugh a good chuckle at our misery (laughs) or lessons you know from our adventures or misadventures you know that you want to apply to your own life so uh yeah let's wrap it there thank you guys for listening we'll be back next week oh and iowa people we'll be talking with bill maxwell who is in charge of the iowa basketball basketball strength and conditioning so uh yeah we'll talk to him he's great and yeah we'll talk about a lot about leadership stuff and things like that all right we'll see you next week do you only own one t-shirt no because
1: this is is like my this is my uh i have no more clean clothes shirt
0: the last time we (laughs) talked you were wearing the same t-shirt
1: oh is that right wow you're that's like a rent because I may I basically maybe wear this shirt once every three months, <laughs> and it's when I don't have any other clean shirts.
0: He's single, everybody. You can date him. Sure. You can date Travis Steffen.
1: It's a catch. It's <laughs> totally a catch.
0: And the rest yep. of the day, you're just pelotoning for eight hours watching the NFL, huh? Watching Red Zone.
1: I. I'm actually almost done with my Peloton. I did a 5K this morning before football started, and I'm doing like a sprint tri-distance cycle. So that's my.
0: Do you do my workout for the day? Do You do like uh, burpees and stuff while watching the Colts or something, just to like get yeah. the the nervous energy out.
1: I just watch fantasy and stuff in my face. <laughs> like I, I watch my fantasy team on one on my phone red zone on the other screen. And then I stuff my face with whatever I can find. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thank I you. I was but-
1: actually in a, I was in, I was featured in Forbes this week and I exposed my, my gluttonous side. <laughs> like our, our primary investor called me and he's like, I was laughing so hard when I heard about your cheat meals. <laughs> so he's like, enjoy those tonight. Cause it was Friday when he called, he's like, what well, are you going to do on tonight? I'm like, absolutely. And I did. And I ate so much that I made myself sick.
0: All right. I want to (laughs) hear real quick. What was the cheat meal? What's your classic go-to?
1: I mean, classic go-to is like a whole pizza and then some sort of dessert. But on Friday, it was a little bit different. I I got this place called, I think it's called Benny's Famous Hamburgers or something like that. Some some B name. Bobby's or Benny's Famous Hamburgers here in LA. And um, I got it on DoorDash. I got two half pound burgers <laughs> i got a chili dog i got a pound of curly fries fried pickles and a chocolate shake and it was the dumbest thing i've done in months oh and i definitely got sick
0: i don't want yeah <laughs> I was gonna ask, how quickly how quickly after did you have a five minute window there or 10 minutes like how quickly tell your. it was scrambled? about
1: it was about an hour i would say <laughs> And so my body rejected it completely. <laughs> it doesn't happen often. I think that, but that's like during quarantine, it yeah. has happened one other time, like four months ago or so when that happened. And it was just like, just me being an idiot. <laughs> like I, I eat so well throughout the week. And then I forget. Yeah, of course. Moderation is a thing.
0: <laughs> moderation is not a thing on cheat day. You know. Um, you know, yeah, man, once again, he's single. You can date him. <laughs> 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 All right, man. Hey, uh, oh, let's do a little tease. Cause at some point we're doing a whole podcast, me and you, and we're just straight up talking about sports movies the whole time. Oh, it's just okay. movie review, like a Bigfoot with travis stefan oh, who boy. somehow remembers details from movies he saw when he was like eight and a half years old and he remembers the whole entire movie including lines and character names uh i'm really excited dumb ones
1: too yeah, yeah and, and actually this had, this manifested itself when you're watching doug with your kids the other day
0: uh-huh and i was and you just started happened. dropping doug <laughs> like doug names of doug characters. characters and then you told me you also remember <laughs> the whole entire plot to major league two Yeah,
1: which is really ridiculous because I don't even like that movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. So that's our preview. Uh, Yeah, dude, we'll get back at you soon.
1: Sounds good. He just saluted me silently. (sighs) Great. All right, see you, man.